When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, this is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you on Sunday morning. It is last-minute thoughts before the Pittsburgh Steelers face the Philadelphia Eagles at Lincoln Financial Stadium in Philadelphia at 1 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. That's right. The Steelers are back to playing when God intended NFL football to be played. That's right. I love these 1 o'clock kickoffs. Get back to it. And there's not only that, there's a large audience that's going to get to see this game, believe it or not. Uh, this one, the announcers are, um, are Jim Nance and Tony Romo that are doing this game. It's getting a lot of the national coverage, even with the Steelers only being a two and five team. If you're not sure if you get the game or not, you know what you can do. You get, head to behindthesteelcurtain.com. You'll be able to find not only the, the how to watch article if you're not you know, let's say you're not in the United States or you're, you're, you need to be able to try to catch the game another way. Uh, there'll be information there. Or if you're just curious, if you get the game in your area, we've got the coverage map right there Sunday morning for you for, uh, for if, if you will be getting the game. Whew. So let's talk about what has gone down with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles leading up to this game. Of course, you know, you get the injury report on Friday, and then you get moves on Saturday. Sometimes. For example, you get the Philadelphia Eagles and their injury report on Friday that has nobody. That's that's a team coming out of the bye. But the Philadelphia Eagles did make a move. You know, I'm like, were they going to elevate someone? What are they going to do? Yeah, they made one move on Saturday, and it was they made a move on their practice squad. They released kicker Cameron Dicker and signed defensive end Taron Jackson. Yes, that's all you get from the Eagles. They're in good health, in good shape, and ready to go for this game. The Pittsburgh Steelers, that's a whole different scenario because – Going into things, on Friday, the Steelers had two players ruled out due to injury, Levi Wallace with a shoulder and Larry Ogunjobi with a knee. It was very disappointing to see Larry O on the list. I was expecting him to hopefully be fine. We, we've seen it earlier this season where he didn't practice the first two days of the week, practiced fully on Friday and was good to go, no injury designation. Not so this week after not practicing Wednesday and Thursday, he couldn't practice Friday either, and he is out. So that's one player they were down. Levi Wallace, that was expected. Coach Tomlin basically set up Steelers fans uh, to know that he was uh, it was going to be difficult for him to make it back this week. He wasn't really expected to play. Um, he didn't practice at all this week, and he was ruled out. But then there was two players that were questionable. It was uh, cornerback Josh Jackson uh, with a groin injury. Uh, he was 
he didn't practice Wednesday, but he was limited on Thursday and Friday. So he was questionable. And then popping up on the injury report Friday, because he didn't practice, is Chris Boswell with a right groin injury. So, like, oh, no, what's going on with Boswell? Well, I, I was anticipating maybe there would be a change to his status on Saturday. And I was correct, but I was not correct in the direction of the change on Saturday. And that was both Chris Boswell and Josh Jackson were, were downgraded to out for the game. That's right. They are out for the game. So the Steelers already have four players out. Well, you only have five players on the inactive list unless you elevate any from the practice squad. So the other problem is the Steelers don't have a kicker. Steelers don't have a kicker. So they got to do something. So you knew that they were going to be making a move. Many thought they would make a move to bring one onto the roster. I thought the thing that made the most sense is you sign someone to the practice squad and then elevate them. The only way you wouldn't do that is if you needed to use your two elevations. Otherwise, if you needed to add two other positions. I, with two cornerbacks being out, I thought the Steelers might make a move there, but they didn't. So the Steelers are going to be down what they typically dress for, for corners. They're going to be down one um, for, for this game. But instead, they signed the practice squad and elevated kicker. That's funny. I, I'm not sure if it's Nick Skiba or Nick Skiba. I assumed it was Skiba, but then I had others pronounce it Skiba. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to trust Jim Nance to tell me during the game Later today. That's what I'm going to do. But he was with the Steelers during the preseason, and I never got his name right. Um, so he, you know, due to the familiarity, that was just a, a player that it made sense to, to bring back. Very accurate, but not from a super long distance whenever he was with the Steelers. But the way things are going now, I mean, my goodness, when the Steelers had Matthew Wright a couple years ago, he couldn't kick from 45. And all of a sudden now he's, I can't remember who he's with. It was, was it, I'm, I was almost thinking it was Kansas City, but I'm not even sure. I, don't, I, I can't remember who Matthew Wright is with, but I know he kicked a 60-yard field goal this year. So uh, craziness. So that that was one move that the, that the Steelers made. So they added another kicker. And they also, as expected, um, elevated Carlos Davis from the practice squad to, to help um, for the loss of Larry Ogunjobi. So, um, oh, and in order to make room for Skiba on the practice squad or Skiba, they, uh, the Steelers released wide receiver Josh Malone. So that's the moves that the Steelers have made going into this game. There's the moves that they actually made. I, I, I have to go back and throw this in there because there was a couple other moves that many thought could be made that weren't made. Um, that was the activation of one Trent Jordan Watt and DeMonte KZ. Did not happen. Even though both of them are, you know, they both started their 21-day window this past week. Safety, uh, DeMonte KZ said that he got medical clearance to participate with his, <laughs> excuse me, with his wrist injury. Um, it was broken or, or exactly what was going on there, um, that he was cleared to come back and do that. Um, you know, there was some reports out there that TJ Watt would be activated and play on a limited snap count. Yeah, those reports ended up being wrong. Neither player was activated. I'm actually more surprised about KZ. I thought for sure they would, being down a guy in the secondary, I thought you would see a move to IR or something like that of either Wallace or or Jackson, or I thought maybe the Steelers would just release Jackson and then they would activate KZ, but that is not what they did. The Steelers are going with who they got. So with that, 
We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back to finish up all these last-minute thoughts heading into this game. And we are back, Steelers fans. Let's get these last-minute thoughts heading into this game. Yeah, the line. I should probably make sure I talk about the, the betting line for the game. It's still at 10 and a half. So that means this will be the second time this season the Steelers, if it holds all the way up to kickoff, will be double-digit underdogs. You thought they've already been double-digit underdogs twice because of what was going on with Tampa Bay, but at the last minute that line moved to only nine and a half. But they are minus, I'm sorry, plus ten and a half against the Eagles, and the over-under is 43. Um, man, the money line to bet the Steelers is still 380, plus 380. Man, that would be uh, um, a nice payout if uh, someone decided to do that and the Steelers could pull off the win. Ooh, but pulling off the win, that's that's a whole different scenario. Real quick, just to check the weather before I get into the game. Um, the weather um, in Philadelphia is supposed to be on Sunday with a high of 66 and mostly cloudy. So the weather should not be an issue. It doesn't seem like there's really um, any kind of wind. It says winds light and variable, you know, f- you know, east, northeast at uh, four miles per hour. So those it should be great conditions for the Steelers uh, to play. Whew. But this is this is something. The Eagles coming off their bye where they're well-rested. Now, coming off the bye has not been good for the Eagles recently. They're actually, for three straight years, they've lost their game coming out of their bye. And two out of those three years, they were favored to win, um, and they still lost. So the, um, so the last time they won coming out of their bye was back in 2017. So that's maybe that's about the best that I can give when it comes to stuff going on with this matchup with the, with the Steelers and Eagles, because otherwise it's, it's not good. The Eagles are in the top of the league in most categories in offense and defense. The Steelers are at the bottom of the league in most categories. Um, it on paper, it is a very lopsided matchup, but there's still just something about this Steelers team. Now I know some fans would feel a little bit better, you know, maybe if TJ Watt was coming back and playing some snaps or something of that nature. I I want to see the direction this team is going. I don't want to see that when they do something well, that it's just a flash in the pan. I want to see that it's a trend. I very much liked what I saw from the Steelers in the, on the defense, the second half of the game in Miami. I want to see if the Steelers' defense can keep up the same kind of things against Philadelphia. That's what I want to see. Can the defense hold them in check at times? I don't expect them to shut them out or anything of that nature. I just want to see, can you hold them in check? Can you bend but not break? Can you hold them to more field goals than touchdowns? Can can you keep the scoring down? Because that's what you have to do in order to have a chance. Then you talk about turnovers. And see, and this is the problem. Philadelphia's plus 12, plus 12 with the turnover margin. We've talked about it on multiple shows. They have 14 takeaways and only two turnovers for the season. My goodness. So they yes, they're 6-0, but they've also benefited from being on the plus side of the turnover margin every game. Can the Steelers put them on the minus side? That's really difficult to do when you have a rookie quarterback. You kind of expect there to be at least a, a turnover in a game. For something to just not go right, a rookie mistake, something like that, that could just be one play that that makes a difference. The thing is, is a team good enough to overcome those mistakes? The Pittsburgh Steelers this year have not been. So hopefully, if you can see maybe a trend 
improving with this defense would be something really important important to see. But the other thing is, how about on the offensive side? How about scoring more than 20 points in the game from the offense? Because the only time the Steelers have gone over 20 points, they were aided by their defense. So it's it's really difficult to win games when you when you not that you don't average 20 points, you don't you rarely hit 20 points. That's that's a problem. So you want to see um, improvement on offense, not just moving the balls, but also finishing drives, finishing drives. That's another thing that you want to see. So, uh, all right, X factors in this game. You could pick almost anything you want to on offense. Obviously, Kenny Pickett's an X factor. You could say Najee Harris is an X factor. You could go with the offensive line going going up against that that great Philadelphia defensive front that got even deeper this week. Um, that it's just it, it's just crazy that a group that was already that good they added more talent to it. But um, that's that's for that's for them to make sure they're keeping their their stuff in check. But if you go defense, I'm I mean, you could talk about the defensive line without Larry O. You could talk about, you know, Highsmith and Reed without having TJ Watt. Honestly, I I, I want to see, can Devin Bush defend the middle of the field like he did against Miami? I really thought he was taking a step in the right direction, and I want to see, can he continue to defend the field? Because I was on um, Bleeding Green Nation podcast uh, recently, you know, for this week leading up to the game, you know, getting getting to know your your you know it's kind of our version of know your enemy is what I was on, and I was talking about the frustration of the Steelers' offense not using the middle of the field, and my goodness, apparently that's why Philadelphia Eagles fans were going nuts all last season because those passing charts that we saw that we see from from Kenny Pickett and what we saw even from Mitch Trubisky early in the season where they go kind of U shaped where the only time you're throwing it with any kind of depth is on the sidelines and just all short stuff otherwise. That's what they were seeing last year with Jalen Hurts. Now, this year, it's completely different. They're kind of opening things up. So maybe there's hope that the Steelers will eventually open things up. But that was kind of eye-opening to me to see that, you know, now they are attacking the middle of the field more, which is something they didn't do last year. And if they're going to attack the middle of the field, Devin Bush, Miles Jack, let's see what they can do. Also then, you know, you're, you, the Steelers have been, you know, cycling in and out cornerbacks now. This will be the third straight week where it's going to be somebody different. Akello Witherspoon comes back. I assume James Pierre is going to get a lot of play. Um, that's what they got. So bottom line is, this is, I've said this a couple of times. I hope, I hope Steelers fans understand what I'm really saying here. If you are really going to, honestly pick who you think was going to win this game, you'd have to be a little bit out there to think that the Steelers are going to act. Not, I'm not talking about cover. I'm talking about win this game because they've got a lot stacked up against them. But my goodness, they can. They, they can. They can win this game. But a lot of things have to go their way, and they've really got to take the next step, both offensively and defensively, and not shoot themselves in the foot at any time in order to come out successful here. They have a, I don't want to say a very the, the, the similar thing that I said to Buffalo, because I don't want this game to, I don't want it to think at all like it's like Buffalo. But I mean, there's a path to victory. It's just not a very wide path. It's the same kind of deal. So I'm excited to watch this game. Make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Steelers coverage. We will have all the stuff leading up to the game uh, at the website, 
with uh, with the, the things that we do, our staff picks, our X factors. Uh, you'll find out who the inactives are an hour and a half before the game. All those kind of things that you get. And, of course, make sure you, you check out the distribution map to know if you're going to get the game. Also, if, you, if you've got some time here, if you've checked this out and you got a couple hours before game time, check out one of our, our, our pod, any of the podcasts of ours that you've missed um, either on Friday or Saturday that you could maybe be, be, be covering that, um, that, that, that you'd want to do that if you haven't caught them yet, you know, like a state of the Steelers, like a, we run the North, all those, all those things, make sure you check them out. And of course we will be there for the Steelers post game show after the Steelers face the Eagles on Sunday. All right. Thanks for sticking with me. I didn't say anything at the beginning. I'll say it now at the end. For those of you who, who listened to all my other podcasts, I missed stat geek this week. I have been under the weather for days. I've, I've been kind of down for the count and you can probably hear it in my voice. I saved my voice in order to do this, but, uh, you know, try to bring you this quick podcast. I've had to cough a few times in the middle. I hope it hasn't been too bad for you, but thanks for, for staying with me. Hey, this is our team. Even though, you know, if, even if they fall and defeat again, I'm going to be right back there cheering for them again the very next game. I want to see growth with that team, and I will continue to watch and see what's going on with this team to see if they are making strides in the right direction. So um, thanks for checking us out. As I always say, to finish these out, go Steelers.